0: I'm Tiffany Josephs. Welcome to Magic Carpet Life, the podcast. I believe this is the most auspicious time on the planet to create a vibrant, soul-satisfying lifestyle. And I'm here to be your guide. Each week, we'll chat about inner life, personal style, creating work that lights you up, and all other ways to bring magic into your everyday life. Your life from the magic carpet starts now. everyone, welcome to Magic Carpet Life, your weekly wonder trip into the infinite beauty of who you are. I'm Tiffany Josephs, your host and guide, and I am here to romance the world to a higher love. Why are you here? Have you thought about it? Have you written it down? Have you shouted it from the rooftops? This is your time. The world has never been more ready to receive your unique magic, and you can think of me as your cosmic cheerleader on your path to discovering just how true that is. So thank you for joining us, and let's get started. Hi. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) I have with me a very special, beautiful woman named Suzanne Blondes, and I could... Give. I could sing a song, I could do a dance, I could do a lot of things to uh, announce you and okay. present you. But what I'm gonna do is start with your professional bio. Okay. Suzanne is a very dear personal friend of mine, so I'm gonna stick with the script to start and let you know a little bit about her professionally before I tell you a little bit more personally. So here we go. Suzanne Blantz. Go ahead. Is a former international model oh. with Elite Modeling Agency. A long time ago. And performed as the Revlon Charlie Girl in the 1980s for the well known fragrance. Having loved the creativity and collaborative spirit of working behind the scenes in media, Suzanne turned to professional makeup and has worked with such luminaries as Hillary Clinton, Al Gore. I love how Al's in there as a
1: luminary. I know!
0: <laughs> Well, I had to put him in the
1: whole like you know sandwich. So he yeah.
0: is a profound thought leader. He yes, is a profound. Yes.
1: Thank you. That's good work.
0: Um, Barbara Bush and Peyton Manning. After nearly thirty years honing in on her craft, Suzanne started a YouTube channel titled "The Beauty Shaman," where she dishes on makeup, style, wellness, and transformation. Currently, Suzanne just finished her book, Taking Off the Mask, A Journey Through Modeling, Makeup, and Mayhem, which details her experience with high-level clients and finally taking off the superficial mask of our culture's idea of beauty and focusing on the heart. Yes. So, this is why you are here. Because this is what you do and this is who you are. I have had the pleasure of knowing you. Um... Do we really want to say?
1: <laughs> we're to say, we just met. I know. We're both in our 20s still. We're too, we're just. <laughs> kind of we're, of crazy. We're whippersnappers. Yeah. Let's take a drink. Let's okay. do our do cheers. a cheers. Yes. yes. You probably got right on the
0: microphone. Mm. It's okay. This is our talk show. Yes.
1: So. <laughs> you have to like really slurp it, right? <laughs>
0: yeah. So I met you a little while back. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say when I first started adulting. Yes. And you, here's my first impression of you. Okay. You were this provocative, mysterious, gorgeous apparition that had moved down the auditorium, um, whatever that was. I think it was a high school we were in and there was this auditorium. I think it was at a church service. Yeah. So Suzanne and I used to be church ladies.
1: We did. Yes. And that's another story Very for another day. Very scary.
0: <laughs> we time. were magical, church ladies. <laughs> the, the time in our – it was one of those – well, like I said, another story for another time. A whole
1: other episode, yes. Another
0: um, – maybe second book. Okay, okay. Um, because that one deserves – like with any forest, yeah. right, walking through fo- forest times in our life, that deserves – that deserves a good story and there and there is one for that, but I want to hear the story and I want to share the story with all of you listening um, about the book. This is a mm-hmm. big deal. This yeah. memoir is done. It's, it's off. It's, yeah. it's packaged red bow and now what's happening with it?
1: So yes, it's done and I'm currently looking for an agent or a publisher. Okay, so, so yes. agent publisher if yes. you're
0: watching or listening? Yay, Suzanne Blondes.
1: Yes, but it's a memoir, and it's so it's very. It's actually my. I had to write it through all three times in order to get it right, because it's you know it's very hard if you've never written a book before to suddenly you know kind of out.
0: Yes. Uh,
1: a you know what is it a two hundred page book, and so I've restructured, I've rewritten the whole thing three times. So in the third time, I hired a, a writing coach, Brooke Warner, and she coached mm. me through it. So very grateful for that because it was you know it's just huge to write a book like that.
0: That so three times why three times what was what is different in the final
1: from the first the title for one the title is different and plus I think the thing I struggled with the most was was not content like I knew the content it's just I didn't know how to put it in a right framework because it basically you know it's a memoir so it's linear it's fairly linear um and I I had tons of content and I didn't know how to condense it. And so I kept restructuring and then I'd restructure and I just could not figure out the structure. That was my biggest challenge. Mm -hmm. And so she basically read my doc, the document, and said, you have to do a braided narrative. And so then I redid the whole, um, restructured it, and then we went and rewrote it. But basically the book had already been written, so I just had to redo those sections that were in the braided narrative so that it's you know it's a whole it's a whole other field with writing and because i'm not a super experienced writer you know i had to really rely on her but it's I've, i'm super happy with it i mean it turned out so great and you know when i read it i think oh my god did i write that you know it's really oh i love it's very cool. a yeah. creation
0: that came from the innermost places it does
1: yes and mm-hmm. my goal in writing it was i'm going to be just completely truthful just take off the mask be really truthful about what it's like to live your life Um, which I think many of us are aware of this, but live your life with a mask on, you know, like constantly putting out what we want people to see, but underneath we're sort of living in this fear, which is how people live generally. And so it's going through, how do you take that off? But I come from a very extreme example, which is modeling, you know, so, and very high level kind of whole couture stuff. Um, where you're never thin enough, you're never beautiful enough, and then getting into makeup where it's all about presentation. So, um, and then coming out of that and going, no, it's not about any of that stuff. It's about being who you are. So, um, so I think that perspective is very unusual.
0: Suzanne, you are one of the hardest workers that I know. And what I love about that is that you work hard because you're devoted to this. You're devoted to this path of waking up. And um, that's, if I were to describe you, well, I'm describing you to all these people listening, but even just casually, you know, telling, oh, you have to meet my friend Suzanne. She is devoted to this work. And you're also one of the funniest people that I know. (laughs) You have a humor that I think is really spotlighted in this book. You are able to be funny and humorous with these, what are your three... What are the three words you say? Modeling, makeup, and mayhem. Yeah. Tell me about the mayhem.
1: Oh, you know, I mean, I was I moved to Europe when I was 16 years old to model. So I just kind of dabbled, like, okay, let's try to experiment with life here. Yes. Um, so I have some really good stories about dating. Wealthy Italian playboys and um, okay. Tell me one story about that. Tell me about the first playboy because you said plural. There were plural playboys, but I actually yeah yeah. There was mainly one. There's one that I talk about in the book, and he's kind of the key you know. Okay, good. So he made it in the book. He made it in the book. His name is Marco. Yeah, and I can't remember his last name, which is probably a good thing uh, (laughs) because I don't want to know what he's doing right now. (laughs) But no, we went out on a. He asked me out on a date, and I went. And he's just very attractive. Italian man and we went out um, and while we're driving to the restaurant he basically had a driver and this big heavy car and we're driving in this car and I was like why is the car so heavy? Like, Do you mean like
0: Dick Tracy heavy? Like I'm a Like tell me, what does that mean? A heavy like armored car? Like armored
1: car. Like okay. it felt like in in Italy, right? Everything because this is in Milan. Like cars are really small and they're lightweight and they're quick and you know <laughs> it's not like America where you drive kind of these monstrosities. Sure, think everybody cool, has right? a suburban. Yeah. So it's not like that. And so I was in this huge, heavy car and it was really strange. And I looked over at him and I said, "Why is your car so heavy?" And he said, "Oh, I don't know the word in English." And he kind of <laughs> was like, "I don't know, I don't know." Oh, he said, it's because in case the bullets come in. <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? And you're how old? What are you talking about? I was 16 years old. Yeah, you're old. not even legal. I'm not in even legal. The States. And yeah. I was like, I was so horrified. And I was like, what, is somebody going to try to shoot us? And he said, well, I hope not, you know? And, and by then I was starting to go, oh, no, why am I doing this? Like, why am I on the date with this guy? And then we get to the restaurant and I was dead silent because I was so like freaked out at that point. And so, and plus, then the guy, the driver gets out. And so we sit down and he stands in the corner in the restaurant and he's a big guy like, what you see in the movie? Like the big guy with a weapon hiding beneath his jacket, right? And so we're like sitting, eating and I looked, I kept looking at this guy (laughs) and I said, Marco, why is that guy, our driver in the corner like that? And he was like, he kind of looked at me and he said, all right," he said. "The uh, our, my family is the third richest family in Italy, and so sometimes bad things happen. So I have a bodyguard and I have an armored car. Wow! And that was like, and that
0: night you had a bodyguard." <laughs>
1: And I was like, okay, I think this is our last date. I didn't say that. Well, I actually went out with him a couple more times, which is, shows how naive and stupid I was, but he was very sweet and he was very genuine. And he was like, you know, whatever you're comfortable with. Like he didn't push himself on me. He was, he was actually like, he knew how to play it basically, Sure. you know? And then we went out a few more times and I went away with them for a weekend to Samaritz where they had a house in Samaritz. They had a yacht in Portofino, you know, this is a very, very wealthy family. And then in one of them, I was like, okay, I think I, I'm officially done here. Like this has gotten to be too much because of just their lifestyle and what he was like. He was kind of a jerk, of course. And right. so I was like, okay, I'm checking out here. So I stopped. But then he kind of kept calling and pursuing. And I would just like lie as to where I was. And, you know, it was just very, International very freaky. International model. You're in
0: China
1: I was and- all over the place. And I, was, I would lie. Oh, I'm so... Luckily this was before Facebook. This is before, yes. So hopefully so I don't I haven't heard from him in years, so I'm very happy about that. But you know, that was sort of a scary thing. And I kept thinking mafia, you know, I'm like this Mm -hmm. guy's in the mafia, obviously. So yeah.
0: Okay, so mayhem.
1: Mayhem. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of mayhem. Although all
0: of us have secret fantasies of like going out with rich Italian men and having bodyguards. You took care of that before you even turned twenty.
1: Right, yes.
0: So when did you get out of modelling?
1: That's a story. Yeah, I got out of modeling when I was about 19. About around 1920, I got out um, because I just hit burnout. I think that was the, uh, um, you know, I was just, I think the last straw was I shot the Charlie Girl ads actually with a photographer named Patrick de Marchelier, who's a very, very famous international fashion photographer. and
0: He should be with that last name.
1: I know. He's, well, he's really <laughs> one of the best in the world. I don't know if he's, I mean, you know, he's, he's older now. I don't know what he's, I'm sure he's still working. But in any case, I um, did the Charlie Girl ads with Revlon. And he was so rude to me. And like he walked into the makeup room when I was getting my makeup done. And he said to the makeup artist, put a lot of makeup on her. Okay. Not wow gorgeous darling you Not know just they're supposed to the ladies right they're supposed to sort of fawn on you and make you feel good because you have to present yourself you have to get in front of the camera but instead he insulted me. And, and, and then I just sat there and thought, why am I doing this? I don't have to do this anymore. And then I started really praying to find a way out. And so I ended up mo- moving to London with Jackie, my best friend Jackie. Um, and we both, she was a, modelist, a model as well, also <laughs> a model. We're still best friends 35 years later. Um, and she, um, we both, that's when we joined the church. But mm-hmm. we went back to college too, which I really wanted to do. I always wanted to do, I'm more of kind of an intellectual type. I like to write, I like to yes. think, you know, I'm kind of that type. So I really wanted to pursue that. And um so I did. I went and got an and you know, I have an English degree and just did other things. But I that's when the church kinda stepped in. So
0: And that was a period, let's talk just again chronologically, that was a period of your life a dozen years or so?
1: I was involved in the church for fifteen years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, a handful. Yeah, but at twelve years I went, you know, I think this place is, is cracked. Like <laughs> it was like, you know Yeah, I'm kinda yeah. done here. I'm kinda done, but Saturated. I gotta stay in it because I've married into it. I'm, sure. you know, so really entrenched, you know, but I really started pulling back. And, and at 15 years, I think we both, my then husband and I were, were done. We stopped going. So, yeah.
0: There was a quote I shared with you yesterday. Yes, um, that was a great quote. And I think, and I want to read it. Oh, yes. So John Holt, yes. whoever John Holt is, yes. <laughs> thank you for saying this and having it recorded in the archives of quotes. Um, He said, we learn something by doing it. There is no... Other, other way. That's right. So the mayhem of y- of your childhood, which right. is like part one in your book, I'm sure you mm-hmm. talk a little bit about talk that. About that. Um, the mayhem of all of our childhoods, my God! But that piece, and then the modeling, and then this um, shall we say, charismatic church? Yes. <laughs> charismatic and and lively, and all kinds of soul lessons involved in that. Um. What was what would you say was the thing you are most grateful for at this point in your life that you did it and you have your badge, you have your your karmic trophy yeah. to say, Oh, I'm it I did it and I'm done and I learned. What was that thing of of any of those experiences, your collection?
1: You know, I just look back and I'm I'm so grateful for the for kind of the whole egg basket, you know, like I, I look back at the modeling and at um You know, even involvement in the church and then my makeup career and marriage, which is now divorce. And I just, I look at all of it and I think I am so incredibly grateful. And I, just because of all the lessons, right? Like what this has done to help me overcome what I needed to, because I believe that you're handed what you need in order to grow. Like that's what you, whatever you have in your lap is what you're supposed to have. And that's what you're meant to move beyond. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very grateful for it. And the church, I'm super grateful for. I don't have regrets around that at all Mm -hmm. because of, um, you know, I think I did the religious thing so fully and so completely. And that's one thing about, I think you're like this too. Like I'm very wholehearted when I do something. Oh God, yes. It is, I am hook, line and sinker 100 If it's a relationship, I am like 100% there. There's no, there's no middle ground Yeah, with well, it's me. It's a very
0: feminine quality. Is it? It's, yeah. It's, it's the feminine. <laughs> it, that it is the feminine. just wants to get washed away yeah. in the experience Right,
1: it. right. And so I definitely did the church. And so now I can sit where I am with you know, being kind of nondescript about my belief system. It's more like, you know, I'm here to experience the great mystery of life. And, you know, it's taking me on all sorts of interesting tangents. And I love that. And I love studying it. And I'm, you know, very into kind of ancient, um, ancient spirituality. And I think mm-hmm. um, I'm very grateful because I can do that wholeheartedly knowing I don't have doubts anymore about, about religion. And religion is very powerful and beautiful and can be so amazing, but we were in a very toxic an unhealthy sure. aspect of it, and so you know, without throwing the baby out with the bathwater, there's some yeah. good aspects to that. So I try to take that into my current life, and I'm I'm super, you know, I'm super grateful for it. So
0: yeah, and I was sharing this with you. We went on a spa date. Was it just last week? God, I think so. We were on a rooftop. It's it's a tough life. It's a tough. <laughs> life. It, it's was a very, tough it was a tough life. Well, we were celebrating because the, we have a third. Um, we have the Trinity. Yeah. We have another friend from that period that we. Well, you've known her longer than I have known her. You guys have an even longer friendship. But um, still, about 18 years, yeah, we, time. the three of us had known each other. And anyway, she is moving to um, out of state. And so we had this, this gathering uh, at the Four Seasons here in Denver. And we were sitting in the pool or sitting in the hot tub. And I looked at you. And I was really overcome with emotion because of the mirroring, right? What I see in you. In you, I see see myself in you and Mm. how we do this with each other. And and friendships, especially when you share share the journey together. Right. And I was emotional about seeing you on stage a couple weeks ago at an event in town. And you were sharing your story in such a a pure, honest way. And it occurred to me just how healed you were. Mm. And I was very proud of that but obviously it it stirred in me because i thought yes good job tiffany you're healed too like right. Right. good like bravo for the healing right. and i'd love to hear from you what hmm, not what initiated that because i think you know we all know it's like the breakdowns right. initiate right. the
1: breakthroughs but what I can say what in, what initiated it? Yeah, actually. okay. Um, so, so that's I was do was have a... a story around that. So there definitely was a moment, and actually, my astrologer, who we share, we share this yes. great astrologer, Robert Sabella, um, who who said when I originally first talked to him, he said, "Wow, you had a you had a complete three sixty, like you completely turned things around at this time," <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, that's exactly what happened." And what we were living in Singapore, my then husband um, was working um, for the government. And I had two small children. They were both in like preschool, elementary school, and it was like all of a sudden somebody like took the lid off of my head. Is how it felt. Wow. Or like somebody hit me with a fairy wand. You know, one of the other. Um, <laughs> I like
0: the fairy wand. The fairy wand is really good.
1: And I, I just started think. I started looking around. I remember looking around my house, going, "This isn't my house. And wow. I, I didn't create this. This isn't. This isn't what I'm meant to be doing. This isn't who I am." Like, what am I doing? I'm living a life that is not my life. I didn't actually sit down and make this choice. Obviously, I did by lack of choice, but I made it. But I haven't actually sat and thought, what do I want? Who am I? And it was such an interesting time. And I started walking. So I was lucky in that both my kids... Like
0: Forrest Gump Walk? Like like Forrest Gump, that's that's right. Walk to America? That's right. Singapore. (laughs) I started
1: like... There was a field, believe it or not, in Singapore, which is a heavily built-up city. But there was a a field, an unbuilt-up field right around the corner from where I lived, And so I would go every morning to this field and I would just walk. And I started asking outside of like religion. I started asking kind of the universe. So I sort of broadened out and said, what do I need to know? And holy cow, like it was almost like the earth started shaking. And yeah, that was the, it was really intense. And I ended up hiring a life coach because I was like, I can't make sense of this.
0: Yeah, you were overwhelmed.
1: I was by the overwhelmed. And plus, Mike, a lot of spiritual things started opening up for me. I started seeing things I'd never seen before. Yeah. It was a very it was very scary actually, a lot of that. And plus I was looking at my then husband going, "Why <laughs> why are we married?" <laughs> like, yeah. we shouldn't even be married. We're like totally not right for each other. This is a very imbalanced relationship and I have agreed to things that I actually don't agree with. So I started pulling back a lot and going in another direction. Which eventually really ended the relationship. But I have a great relationship with him now. So I'm very, very appreciative of that we've been able to move kind of beyond all of that. He's a, he's a good egg. But, um, <laughs> but at the time, it was very earth-shattering. And so that was kind of the start. And I started reading. I got into Louise Hay, who I still think is sure. an amazing way to start with Classic. all this. Um, you can heal your life. And, then, um, and my life coach then was just kind of like started asking me questions that I felt like I should know the answer to this. Mm. I should know what nourishes me. I have no idea what nourishes me. Yeah. You know, I should love who I am. I have no, I don't love who I am. You know, like it was really crazy. And so I just started working and that was really the start of it. So
0: what was happening in your body through that time? How did your body begin to respond to the fear and the shift?
1: Right. Well, I developed uh, irritable bowel syndrome. Wow. So, <laughs> so in your guts
0: is where you. My
1: guts. And it was all in my guts because your guts are like processing life. Right. And sure. that's why Louise Hay meant so much to me because that she kind of clued me in that that's what I was doing. And I started holding right? Because I was like, I'm about to lose everything. I'm about to walk out. Oh God,
0: right. That route.
1: Yeah. That... I'm walking out on my life where I was able to be a stay-at-home mom. We traveled all over the world because he, you know, had a career that, you know, we, we so were able to travel. So you kept the lifestyle
0: without the... Oh my God. Guards. So I was living in like
1: this beautiful home. I was like, am I insane? If I lost all my marbles. Can like I the... make
0: this work? <laughs>
1: yeah. So it was really, I really had a lot of tension around that. And I thought if I walk out on this... I'm back to square one because I've given up my business, you know, so it was a very scary time. So my body really reacted to that. I lost a ton of weight. I mean, it was very, I was very, very thin. And, uh, but the good news is that, you know, slowly but surely rebuilt and learned to let go and learn to trust and learn, you know, learn all that stuff. So, yeah,
0: yeah you really had to learn or yeah. well, relearn what you, you know, didn't have the right. resources and tools in your childhood and then, you know, modeling and then, in religion you right. didn't quite have the healthiest modeling in religion yes. <laughs> experience. Right.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: So that's interesting. I when you were talking about the field, I got emotional because I thought about when Rumi talks about that field.
1: Yes. Yes, I love Rumi. It's Beyond
0: favorite. right doing and yeah. wrongdoing.
1: Yes. There is a field. I'll
0: meet you there. Yes, yes. And I've had those fields yeah. in my life. Yours yours was a physical yeah. one that you stood before. Right. And you saw all of these possibilities of who right. you could become, what was the mm, secret desire that what was the seed during that time when you're like, "Oh my God, if I could do this, but then you like put it away because you're like that's too big, i couldn't possibly, but then it wouldn't let you you know it wouldn't you could, it wouldn't you couldn't let it go
1: right like what was that? Well, it was writing the book, uh-huh. and the book has been in my head since then, and I thought I really want because I love writing and I love. Thinking, and I'm one of these people, I could be by myself for days and days and days and days and just be completely happy. Like, that's my happy place is sitting in my computer writing and processing, and I rewrite things 50 times. I'm totally neurotic. And so (laughs) I thought, you know, this is perfect
0: for writers. Perfect for
1: writers. So I really wanted to do that, but I thought, are you insane? You can't write a book. You know, and yeah. so that's when I kind of started on it. And, and when I came back to the United States, I just, that's when I started like writing and rewriting and re, you know, reprocessing. And so it was, but, but it was the thing I couldn't let go of. And when I started working with this writing coach, she said, why are you doing this? Like, what's mm-hmm. your motive? And I said, I can't not do it. I don't, I can't let go of this thing.
0: Wonderful answer. Yeah.
1: And she was like, great, then let's do it. And so, and, and I think because it's so difficult, you have to have your motives and the why, of it all really sorted out. I mean, I think what you're doing too with your website and your magic card bar, you have to have the whys because it it's too to. hard. It's too hard. You have to, it's not a moneymaker necessarily right away, right? It, these things take time and books, especially nobody yes. knows if that's going to make me a drop. Absolutely. And I've had to put a lot of money into it. And so it's just, it's stepping out on that cliff saying, okay, I'm, I'm going to take this leap, even though, you know, it's crazy. Like I just felt, I think since I, <laughs> since I left my marriage, I'm like, I think... Whatever screw was tight in my head has become <laughs> undone, yeah. you know? And now it's like I've opened up to so many other things. But I can tell you my life is so much fun, right?
0: Yes, <laughs> it is. I have a lot
1: of fun, yeah.
0: Absolutely. You're, the way you have fun with the amount of work that you do right. is the most inspiring thing Thank about you. you. You make work fun. Um, so let's see. Oh, I had a thought there. And what, did I, what do I want to ask you now about the book? Oh, my God, yes can you share what the first title was? Because this is like, I mean, I love the title that you've gone with now because it speaks to the marketplace, right? right? It speaks to the reader. Right. But the first one was
1: so provocative. Right. And I want, I would, I'm actually, when I submit it to agents, I'm going to give a couple titles because I think uh, I've had a lot of People have a lot of opinions about the first one and it was the makeup artist must die Tales from the Green Room. <laughs> because the makeup artist knows too much, right?
0: I am totally thinking Crypt Keeper. Yeah. When you say I know, that. Like I know. Tales from the Crypt, like yeah.
1: Tales from the Green Room. Yeah. And I love that title and I still would love for that to be the title, but the people have said, don't put death in the title, don't, sure. you know, nobody knows what you're talking about, right. you know, and so I've It's thought, part of the business. Yeah, as it's you part of the to... business of marketing, and I get that. I have a marketing guy now. I mean, I get, you know, I kind of get all that. So I'm not solid on the title, but the truth is the makeup artist does know too much because we're in the green room, we're in the makeup room mm. with talent, and we hear everything. I mean, mm. we're the ones who know everything. Yeah. But it's also about the death, the proverbial death of appearances, and the makeup artist has to die to the idea of I'm going to create on you what what you should look like, as opposed to I'm going to make you more of yourself, which is my direction now when I make people up. So, um, so anyway, make it t- that title totally makes sense to me. But you know, we have to see if the so you're still
0: is really... so now you're a stylist. So you are a the artist. book. Yeah. You're a professional makeup artist. You uh-huh. work for a network here right. in town. Mm-hmm. and And um, so you're still doing this. Right. Because you love it.
1: I love it, yeah, and it's my bread and butter. I mean, it's funding all of my bad habits right now. You know what I mean? Like the, (laughs) it's funding. And you
0: are, I have to fund through your YouTube channel. I was joking with you. I have spent so much money on the products that you have recommended. um, From you know whatever you get it, it's like it's candy. Yeah, you can't. It is.
1: It's very hard not to. And you know, all my money goes towards the beauty shaman.
0: YouTube yes. as well yes. because
1: that's you know promoting my brand and um, and I'm going to use it to you know launch the book and do all that stuff so it's it's a lot. Why the beauty shaman? So I did a lady's makeup named Cindy Dale. Have
0: I told yes. you this story? Cindy
1: Dale. I love. I love Cindy,
0: Cindy Dale. Dale. Hi, Cindy Dale. Hi, Cindy
1: Dale. She's actually coming to town soon. Um, so she's a psychic and she's a phenomenal psychic. She's somebody who you know like yeah looks at you and just sees everything she's probably one of the best I've ever ever tried and I make up a lot of psychics because of working at yes. at, at um, the network so I don't know if we can say the name yeah, of it sure, or not Gaia TV Gaya. Yeah. So, um, so Cindy Dale I was doing her makeup and as I did, was doing her makeup she was kind of studying me and she goes oh my god I just got it mm-hmm. you're the beauty shaman <laughs> and I went Oh my god that's, that's it. it. And what's interesting is at the time I was reading a lot of books on shamanism and I'm still very interested in shamanism sure. although I feel like it's kind of a broader scope now around lots of other modalities but um, but so I was like that's it that's it. And so it says everything I want to say you know about what I'm bringing because it's beauty but it's with spirituality. So Yes yeah. it's
0: beauty with this isn't sexy but it's with death. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I mean it you is. are in the business of disclosure. You right. are in the business of, I mean, tearing down, whether it, your title is going to be, you know, yeah. Makeup Artist Must Die or tearing off the mask. I mean, there's this quality about you, this fearlessness about you that you go in and you speak truth. Mm-hmm. But you have had to become truth right. first. Right, Which we can't talk about transformation and death and truth and being reborn right. without talking about love. Right, Yeah. And this is right. also something that you model for me um as a friend but also professionally in in your your speaking and the work that you do you talk a lot about self love mm, mm. and i love for you to share your experience with that what what is your how about a personal practice cuz you have a couple of these I that do. are super super yummy right for things you can say to yourself or things that you can do to feel
1: that, that self bring love to your body. So I think self love, self esteem, the same thing, um, has been a huge struggle for mine uh, in, in my my own experience. Um, and there's lots of reasons for that, but it's really been a rough a rough like a, something I've constantly been dealing with. And so apparently, Robert Sabella, our great astrologer, says I will get it. <laughs> He's like, keep going. You have a point here that you actually do get it. And I'm like, okay, yeah, okay. North star. We're yeah. we're still we're working towards that north star, but. But there's a couple things I do every single day to do with self-love. And one of them is I meditate every day. I'm a meditator. So I sit down for about 20, 30 minutes with my cup of tea and I meditate. And, um, and during the meditation, I ask the universe, whoever's listening, you know, yeah. to download self-love. Just give me that. Mm. Because I feel like it's something I never really developed. So it's something I have to constantly develop. And I know the universe can just give you stuff, right? So sure. I, just, I, I pray for that every day. And then I also do a lot of inner child work. So mm. during meditations, I imagine little Susie.
0: As I sit up, like, me right? a little bit. Tell, tell, me, more tell me more about that. Tell me more about that.
1: So little Susie, um, I think it's great to get in touch with your inner child because you're, that's you're, that, for me, is the key. Because a lot of times I think I feel really great today, and then I'll imagine her, and she's, like, lying on the floor, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I just did this big photo shoot in Los Angeles, and one of the women who was... Um, I'm not, I can't really say much about it, but was there, didn't like me and was not pleasant to deal with. Okay. And so her view of me was very negative, which is always hard, right? When you're in a work situation and you're hired to go in. And you're an
0: empath and you're feeling it.
1: So I was feeling it. And so little Susie was having a really hard time, but little Susie's changed a lot. Now little Susie runs around with a wand and she whacks people because she's kind of not subliminally um, angry, right? Because she'll go around and be like... So I kept having to send this woman love when I was working with her, like, send you love because you're driving me crazy. But, but looking at little Susie and then we got back and little Susie was like, man, I just want to lie in a pool of like, you know, I I like to use color a lot. So Uh violet, like violet fire is a great, is a great healer or rainbow, rainbow water coming every all over. And so I've been doing a lot of meditations just around, you know, her being healed and her feeling loved. Ruby is another great color. So Mm. I imagine a ruby, a ruby blanket wrapped around little Susie mm-hmm. and we sit together um with the empress in, in tarot the empress card uh-huh. like the empress wrapping okay. her arms so those are very healing i do another thing where i look in the mirror and you touch your neck yeah which is the center of change in the body is the throat because it's your voice mm-hmm. right and you look in the mirror and you say i love you and then you say your name i love you tiffany um, and you say it about 20 times. So doing this is still super powerful for me. Well, the first time I did it, I couldn't get through one sentence without crying. I mean, that's how kind of conflicted I was. Was
0: this when you were in Singapore? This is when I was
1: in Singapore. Mm-hmm. And now I can make it through all 20 without crying, which is great. Like I really, it's really gone better. But I think what we do with self-esteem is that we try to talk ourselves into feeling good about ourselves, Or we become very, very arrogant thinking, well, that's self-esteem. Well, no, no, no. Self-esteem is actually just like a, um, a magnetism. It's I'm great. I know I'm great because yeah. in my soul I'm great, and I'm at peace with myself. And it's a peace, and it's a centeredness. And so, um, so that's what I really work on because you, the, I think, having self-esteem and staying humble and staying open, like that's you know, self-esteem is not being arrogant and thinking you're right all the time. That you know, we, but we know that. Sure. But I think we don't understand it as women, and we're trying to figure it out. We've been so put down that we don't always understand. Well, what does it mean then to actually be in your power and strength? And that's been a big question for me. With with, with my own role and with women too, like, what does this look like, you know, to come from this disempowered state that we've, you know, we've been treated and put down. Yeah. So then how do, what does it look like? What does the opposite look like? So, um, so I'm still grappling with this and mm-hmm. I find it a fascinating subject. So self-esteem, I, you know, again, it's just a key thing I work on every day. So.
0: And you are mother. I'm of a two mama. teenage yeah. two daughters. Two teenage daughters.
1: Yeah. I have sole custody of two teenage daughters.
0: <laughs> how has your transformation yeah. affected them? Because they've been with you, seen you, watched, watched you, the whole thing. yeah, break down, break through,
1: right? Um, you know, I think the thing that's been great is that um, I'm maybe it's just where I sit, but that's helped them, I think, because I'm there's no judgment there. It's just like my oldest daughter is gay, and so when she came out as gay, I was like so excited for her. Like mm-hmm. there was no resistance, I think, to what they they choose to be. And I think had I stayed in religion, there would have been an enormous amount of resistance there sure. because of you're not meant to be gay. And even though I never bought into the fact that being gay was wrong or sinful or whatever, I've never actually bought that cookie. But um, but you know, if your kid is, I mean, they would have to hide basically because of all the judgment around them. Um, and now Rachel can just be free and happy and you know date girls and do whatever she wants. Go to Gay Pride. I'm like, yay fun can I come you know I mean I'm there's just wow. this openness there um, and then my other daughter is like me she's very creative and so she's gonna just explore. she can rock a red lip she like you. can <laughs> rock a red lip and she's just gonna explore it I think there's such an openness to exploration now hmm. and support I think I can support in a way that I've never been able to support before because I was too busy trying to control well you have to go down this road you know as opposed to what road do you want to go down Sure. You want to go down that road? Great. Let's go down that road, you know? So I think that that's, I think as a parent, that's super powerful to have, to hold space like that for kids. So,
0: um, That's incredibly powerful. There's yeah. no way that you could, there's no way that your girls could go through what they're going through without you going through what you went through.
1: Right, exactly. I think that's how it works. It's how it works, yeah. As a
0: mom, I mean, I there is no... I mean, everybody jokes, you know, there's no book. There's, there's no recipe. There's no book. Yeah. But the security that I can have to do this alignment, yeah. to show up every day with mm-hmm. my own practice and right. my own means of connecting to my wholeness and, right. you know, recalibrating to, to that instead right. of the crazy chaos of, of the world... To do that, I know that our kids are in our energy fields, right? Yeah. right? And our and our partners and right. and people that we work with, people that we, you know, correspond with, they are in our energy fields, and that that's why this work is so important. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, I was it is.
0: I was writing about this or speaking about this yesterday. I was telling a story telling a story about my grandfather. And, um, and that's a longer story. You'll have to look at that and and you know check that out on my Facebook. But um, what I was discovering in that story is I hear this loud banner cry of everybody wants to change the world. Mm-hmm. We're here to change the world. Be the change. Be the change. And and of course, everybody's feeling transformation in their bones right, right now. Right. And people are waking up mm-hmm. to, to that. And there's so much out there. There are so many teachers um, and, you know, prophets of this new world movement. Um, but... To think, for me, to shift the conversation from being the change to more of that embodied, like what I see in your work and what I know to be true about you as a human and as a soul and form, is you embody this, and to me that feels there's a romance to it, Mm -hmm. you know. And your work, as the beauty shaman, is really in this vibration, too, because you work with beauty. Mm-hmm. You're constantly with these um, luminaries, mm-hmm. whether it's at Gaia, where you work, who are, who are in that space, or you've done work with them in the past, you know, in these other places you've done, but you're working with that as a modality. Right. So tell me about beauty as a modality. Like, why or how are you bringing that into your
1: everyday So you know the whole beauty. I talk a lot about the beauty industry on my own blog posts and stuff. Is because the beauty industry wants to make us feel ugly because if we don't feel attractive or if we feel like we need to reach this level of perfection of appearance, then we'll buy more stuff, right? So it's all about buying stuff. Consumerism. It's consumerism, and so you know how, how do you how can I be in this industry? Where it's consumer driven and where women are sort of tortured, you know what I mean? Like you're never thin enough, you're never whatever enough, um, and whole and and create something different out of that because I do love the creams and the, you know, yes. the stuff, and it's I love so beauty and I think women love to be beautiful. It's part of our femininity, it's part of it's part of all of that. But I think what what I want to bring to that that discussion is uh, own who you are now, love who you are right now, mm. and take care of yourself because beauty is both inner and outer. Um, and I think that's the big, you know, a lot of times you hear those pithy little sayings, well, beauty's on the inside and, right. you know, love who you are now. Like you hear it kind of, and to me those sound very pithy and very empty because I think that's not how we feel
0: you're not dealing you're not owning the... Yeah,
1: you're not addressing the fact that we it's it's inner and outer and so you do want to take care of your physical body as a feminine act you know of less self-love and self-care what I'm not for and supportive of is the perfectionism around it and if I get this facelift or this tuck or this boob job or whatever then I'm going to be beautiful well that's just crap right yeah that's not true feel beautiful now take care of yourself now now if somebody wants to go get work done as they love themselves, then great, go do it, knock yourself out. But I just feel like it's the energy behind it that really is the key component around it. Because the women sit in my makeup chair and they immediately start apologizing, like 100%. Hmm. Oh, my, you know, I didn't lose that last five pounds, or I've got these lines and wrinkles on my skin. You had a woman go on um, Monday. Um, who had very red skin, and she was just really panicked about her red skin. Now, all I have to do is use a green tint, and it's like, it's gone. She looked amazing, you know, when I put her in front of the camera, but I thought she walked in with so much fear. Now, if a man walks in with red skin, there's like zero fear. He's like, (laughs) yeah, try to do something with that, you know. I mean, he doesn't care. Well, okay, they don't have all the feminine energy we do, but what I think what I want to bring to that is a woman, I'd love to have a woman walk in and go, you know, my skin's red, hope you can help. But otherwise, here we go. You know, just kind of an openness and a self acceptance and yes. not, the. but there is so much judgment on the outward and that's what we're battling is that judgment. And so um, you have to just really have kind of gonads, right? You kind of got to be super centered mm. and, you know, so that's what I kind of want to, pr- that's what I want to promote. Yeah.
0: You do that really well, by the way, mm-hmm. your YouTube has inspired, you, you, you're gaining a lot of momentum with this message and mm. I'm so excited for you. Mm. Um, I think for me, I, I know this, I've mm. experienced this. Yes, I have. mean, we were doing Absolutely. a shoot the other day and I, you know, I prefaced this comment to the cameraman. I said, I'm going to say something really vain. And I said, you know, can you, something about my wrinkles, you know, yeah, yeah. can you make sure you, you know, don't catch my wrinkles in a certain <laughs> light? And I'm like, What? And I knew it when I said it. It felt so heavy and sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the script.
1: It's the script, yes. And I still carry that. I mean, I have a YouTube channel. I'll film myself. And when I'm editing, I'm like, oh, my God. Yes. (laughs) Why? What are you doing? And then I stop. And I go, stop, shut up, shut up. You know, but it it is. It's the script. (laughs) Sorry, that was negative on myself, but you know what well, I mean? Yes, like, we go course. through this process. This yeah. is the chatter. It's and the it chatter. is. And
0: I love that you have even these practices like touching your your throat and saying, I love you. Mm. And there are, it's almost like calming and soothing and making the Empress louder. Yeah. Yes. Than the other, you know, Everything chatter. Else. Yeah. And this is, it's a practice. It's a daily practice mm. uh, and moment to moment practice. Yes. Yes. Um, So I think that, oh, here's a fun question. Yeah. Because whenever I'm with a stylist or a professional artist, Mm -hmm. I want to know, and you know, I always ask you, what creams are you using? What's in your purse? What's in a beauty shaman's purse? Do you have your
1: wand in the purse? (laughs) I actually have a wand on my desk. (laughs) So it's from um, the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. I think that's the title of it. The Last Harry Potter yes, sort of type. I love that movie. And um, my daughter owns a lot of wands. And so I say, can I please have, and this was the, um, <laughs> not the queen. She's the, like the president or whatever of the, the, the wizarding society of America. Yes. And so she's just this beautiful, beautiful. I'm dark the president of woman. that, by the way. So that's no. her <laughs> wand that I have. And whenever I have like negative thoughts, I take it and I hit myself and I'm like, okay, you're you're like, just a little the wand.
0: bunny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the so
1: I love I love having that wand. But in my okay, so um, I really love, there's a brand there's a man here in Denver, actually, Ben Fuchs, who makes a skincare yes. line called Truth Treatments that I'm really sold on. I really love this. And mm-hmm. I've reviewed different, I've reviewed a few different skincare lines. I'm about to do another one. Um, but, that's part but, of what you do. That's part of YouTube. what I do. I do a lot of reviews. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, so the, but I love this because there's only six to nine ingredients on e- in each item and all of them are active. So when you start using it, you, um, you really notice, like it's not full of fillers. Like most products are about 50 ingredients and 95% of it is shit. So I yes. probably shouldn't say shit on this. But anyway, that's what they are. Oh, they don't really do anything. They make your skin feel nice, but they don't actually do anything. So his stuff does stuff. And I use the serum, Truth Serum, which is fabulous. And then I use the retinol, which is a, it's 5% retinol, which is super high. Okay. Quali- quantity of retinol. Normally it's like 0.1 or 0.5. I mean, very small amounts. You want to buy like the higher quality. Um, and I use that twice a week and then I do, um, he has another thing called Truth Balm, which is like a moisturizer yeah. because it's Colorado and it's dry. I use a lot of moisturizer. Sometimes
0: I use, I, cause I got that
1: balm right. and
0: sometimes I'll do it under my oh, eyes. Oh, it's
1: amazing under your eyes. You don't even need eye cream. Like it's just like the best stuff. Yeah. So That's I right. love his stuff and I use, I've been using it now for, I don't know, six to eight months or something mm-hmm. and I just, I'm in love with it and I do a lot. I talk about it a lot on my YouTube channel. Um, and then I also get facials every month. I always tell people that because I think facials make a big difference. And I'm 52, so, yeah. you know, as you're the older you get, you kind of want to think, okay, what's some proactive things I can do? And that's one of them is I get microdermabrasion every month. So. Um, part but of your self-care. Part your of the self-care, care. yeah. And I love getting facials because I give to every, you know, I'm always in people's crown chakra, I'm always giving to them. And so it's great to lie down and have somebody like just, yes. you know, make me feel amazing. So, yes. yeah.
0: I love that. <laughs> I love that the beauty shaman's perspective of doing somebody's makeup is you're all in their crown chakra yeah, or yeah. they're in your crown you're in each other you're crowning each I'm other. I'm crowning you're each other. Yeah, yeah. Crown to crown. Yeah. Um, so you've worked with famous people. Yes. Um, I have to ask something juicy about some famous person. Who okay. was the most surprisingly sweet kind
1: celebrity person well, you've worked- ever done up? Yeah, I worked with a lot of politicians because I was in D.C. Mm-hmm. And I was working for CNN and Fox. So, I mean, it was all politicians, basically, uh, politi- people in the political arena. So probably the m- most genuine person that I just really loved working with. There was two. One, John McCain was just always genuine, mm. always polite, mm-hmm. knew me by my first – I made him up so many times. He'd walk in and go, Suzanne, how are you? And we would have this continuing conversation about our lives. And um, so was Bob and Elizabeth Dole. Like, they were just mm. incredible. They were just very genuine. Um so I think those, those people amazed me because they were so in the public eye. Right. Um, not so much now, either one of them, but, um, and they were just, they just treated me like I was, you know, like a part of their entourage, a part of their party, so to speak. I never, a lot of times people will sit in the makeup chair and they, they kind of turn off to you, you know, because, especially in that arena, because it's all power. Um, yes. Yeah, but I never felt that from them. I felt like they were just very happy to chat. So hmm. yeah, that was very cool. Who has the best skin? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, guys don't tend to take as good a care of their skin, you know. Elizabeth Dole takes really good care of herself. Like she's amazing. She's she was got really, the self-care really going. got the self care going. Yeah. Um. So she was just beautiful. She walked in so made up. I think I put a little powder on. Oh it, yeah. A little bit more blush or something. It's like Barbara
0: Streisand like, always did her own and does her own makeup. Yeah. Yeah, she and that's own.
1: And I get it why because you don't know what that makeup artist is like and what they're going to do to you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially in a lot of these arenas that, you know, some makeup people put tons on. I'm very minimalistic. So, but a lot of times talent want a lot, you know, I've had people walk in with gobs and, "Hey, if that's what you want to look like." You know, I'm here to respect and honor where you're at, but I don't do that. So,
0: Well, even yeah. now with your work, I mean, you're you're working at this Consciousness Network. You you're, you you are sharing in the story about how you've had to your whole perspective has changed. Right, right. Like, you get people ready for TV, but you really bring out the essence of who they are. Right, and it's also a safe space.
1: So um, when I walk into the makeup room, I I clear it. So I close the door and I just do a mental clearing of it. So I fill it full of violet fire and and just calm the atmosphere down because people, right before they go on camera, they're super, they're nervous, right? They're so nervous. And so I am their point of contact. Before they go on the camera, so that no wow. producers, there's no executive producers, there's no content directors, there's no yeah, advertising, blah, 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 I mean, you know, there's the whole slew of people that get behind yeah. this. Nobody's there but me. Yes. And so I just, I give them some tea or whatever they would like, and then we sort of sit down and I just, like, love on them.
0: I need you, you know? in my life every morning. <laughs> like,
1: I need a beauty shaman every morning yeah. as I go, before I go out.
0: Because it's like that. It's like going out in the day. It feels yeah. like you're... You know, especially with me, I mean, I have my own brand. I have a a personality brand, a business. I'm going out on stage every day. Right. That's how it feels. You know, I might not be working a stage, but it's that kind of, of, um, you know, presence. Right. And so.
1: Yes. And so having somebody there who just loves on you right before, it's huge. It's so huge. I mean, these people tell me all, you know, it's like the hairdresser. You go and you start talking and that's what they do. They just sort of like, but it's a safe place. I don't repeat stuff. I keep it really to myself, and I'm really, you know. And then they also tell me if they have concerns, I can take care of that because I know all the players, you know. So it's wonderful. I, I, I love, I love doing that, you know. I, it'll be hard to give up. I think if, you know, as my YouTube channel gets bigger and bigger, I will have to make choices on what I devote my time to. But yeah, uh, but you're I really enjoying enjoy the ride, it. right? now. I enjoy now. the ride. Yeah. I
0: think about that a lot. I'm like, I really like this sort of simple stage of things as I'm just getting started and right. rolling things out, you know. Uh, okay, here. so here's the question as we wind things down. Yes. Tell me, let's imagine little Susie walks in this room. She's checking out the disco light. Yep. She's checking out the scene. She's seeing you talking into this camera. What is she most excited about seeing her future self?
1: I think this little Susie, more than anything else, and I think this is true for children, is they just want to just be happy and play. They mm. just want to be happy and peaceful. And I think this is a imp- really important point because we're constantly looking for the next. And I'm, I'm as much into this, you know, as I mean, I've got the next two years mapped out in six month chunks <laughs> 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 written out and I edited it all because I'm like Miss edit weirdo, the you writer. know, constantly re-editing and re-editing like to get, okay, this is what I want. So, so I'm very into that. But the more I like, especially watching my children grow up and seeing them, you know, Prepare for college, and it's like I think you know life is just going forward no matter what, and really what it's about is just being happy in this moment right now and being peaceful right now. Because little Susie, that's what she wants. Like when I was in LA, she was like, "I don't like this. I don't like being here. I don't like these kind of people that aren't being kind, and I don't. I don't want to do all this. What I want to do is I want to play and I want to be happy and I want to be peaceful. So, um, so when I come back, I thought, okay. We're going to do some happy, peaceful play time, you know, with yes. her. So um, I've worked the last two days, so I haven't had... <laughs> there's been well, no play. But... This is
0: your happy, peaceful play I know, time now it is. on the it's big group couch. Yes, that's right. Thank you so much for being here. You are an inspiration to me, and it's an honor to share you. So grateful. That people can get to know who you are. They can follow the Beauty Shaman on YouTube, and where else? What What do they need to know? Where do so you want Facebook to
1: send them? So Facebook is on uh, is the Beauty Shaman. That's my kind of key spot. Is you have my a, Facebook a private Facebook page or business page business, page. business page? Okay. Um, the Beauty Shaman and my YouTube are my yeah, and then my website is thebeautyshaman dot Yes. So you can you know go see all my blog posts and you can watch the videos or you can write you know read about it. And then I have the different products that I'm promoting and that I believe in. So And
0: stay tuned for the, the release yes. of the book by Suzanne Blonde's yes. title, most likely. Most likely. <laughs> <be> <laughs> What we said in the beginning. What we which said is in the beginning.
1: The title. Um, hold on. What did I write? <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> this the most is the latest one. It's Taking Off the Mask: yes. Journey Through Modeling, Makeup, and Mayhem. Or it'll be The Makeup Artist Must Die Taking yeah. Off the Mask. So, you know, take, oh, we're going to. Hello. I got find hallelujahs
0: out. all over in my body when you said that one. Okay. So maybe that's the direction we'll you're to Talk take to your out? agent about
1: this. I know, right? Right. We'll just smack him around.
0: So, (laughs) thank you, darling, for being here, and thank you all for listening, so grateful to get the party started. This is episode three, we're doing these every week, keep coming by. You can um, comment below on what wooshed you, what inspired you, and where in your life, where in your life do you want to channel that inspiration uh, today? Is that your home? Is it your career? Is it your body? Is it your partnerships? I want to know, you can, like I said, comment below or you can go to magiccarpetlife.com forward slash the show and join the conversation there. And remember, there is a higher love at play and it is always working for us. Our only job is to be conduits for this love, to keep the channel clear, be unique about it and stay in joyful anticipation. Thanks so much for being here and I'll see you next week on Magic Carpet Life. I'm Tiffany Josephs, and you've been listening to Magic Carpet Life, the podcast. For the visual version of this, head over to magiccarpetlife.com forward slash the show, and then follow me socially on Instagram and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and join me next week for another Magic Carpet Ride.